You're listening to the Claim the Throne Blodgecast. I'm Cabba, obviously, the guy that sounds like a total tosser. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm not here by myself. What are we talking about today, Ash? I don't know. You start. No, just kidding. Um, we just pretty much had a whole podcast in the kitchen, forgot to press record, <laughs> yeah. and came in here to relive it. And also entered the room. That's right. Um, no, we were going to be talking about um, probably what we're up to outside of this podge and outside of music in... Charge. Charge. Other podcasting, perhaps some YouTubing, some <laughs> yeah. courses, what other, what people other people do online that we're looking into out of curiosity, which did kill the pussy. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, I'm smashing out heaps of band tools, podges at the moment. All real fucking short episodes, like seven to 15 minutes, mostly lower. And you're getting some suckers signing up to my Patreon account. Have um, the, Yeah, have always been generally against crowdfunding, which we've uh, listeners of the podge here would definitely know. But yeah, I don't really see it as crowdfunding exactly because, um, yeah, people are paying a little bit per episode only, not... Um, yeah, not a constant amount of money all the time, and they're it's getting other stuff for it. Not crowdfunding mm. because yeah, it's it's subscription. Just like, it's subscription, but it's only when you release something. So to kind of be like signing up to a band mm-hmm. and only having to pay for the album when they release a new album yeah. or something. Yeah, it's just a weird thing because like I'm doing things that are free, like a podcast or um, a monthly email out. And just folders and files and stuff online, but people are willing to pay for it, I guess. And then they're getting things that people that aren't paying aren't getting. Yeah, but I mean, but that's I think where the value in it <clears throat> is. Like, like I said, I listen to your podge and all seven like, minutes of it. All seven minutes of it, and it's all very elementary info with a lot of stuff, which obviously leaves you scope to be more advanced with those, you know, follow up topics later on. Yeah. But yeah, you're covering a lot of the basics, but I think like, man, if I could pay you two bucks for each pod or a buck for each podge episode, and then I could send you a message and say, hey man, I'm booking this tour. Um, do you need a visa or something to get into this country? Mm. And you'd just answer yes or no. Like I was saying earlier in our unrecorded podge, there's certain bits of information that I scour the internet looking for. And sometimes I just can't find them or it's all conflicting advice and you just need an answer to a simple question. So yeah, and I, think I think there's huge value in that. Like we said there's a whole lot of people out in the world and a lot of them will be just like you and you wouldn't be the first person to search for that particular type of information. So I think if you are looking for something, can't find it, that's an opportunity to create it so that other people can find it. Yeah, yeah. And instead of, you know, these like, yeah, hour-long YouTube videos where you just want to find out one thing and you have to like click the whole way through it and listen to this boring asshole talk about everything. Mm-hmm. If you can just make like bite-sized things of um, yeah, particular information, I think it'd be pretty helpful. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in doing a few YouTube YouTube <laughs> videos based on yeah stuff I couldn't find information for, but through trial and error have figured it out mm-hmm. um, or figured other stuff out accidentally and. Yeah, a few little examples of that, I guess, are like, this will fucking make you laugh. Two years ago, two years ago, four, possibly five years ago, I bought one of those Tone Lock TS7 Ibanez pedals. Remember those things? Yeah. New metal 
pedals. Anyway, the TS7 has, that's a tube screamer. It has this pretty much same circuit as a TS9 pedal. And TS9s go for like at least 160, probably closer to like 200 plus. And I saw this guy on eBay selling TS7s for 79 bucks. So I was like, oh, the circuit's pretty much identical. I'll just buy one, right? Anyway, I did a bit of reading. Oh, you can mod it to be like the original Tube Screamer specs just with three simple switches of parts, right? So I went down to JCAR or Alltronics or something and I bought this chip. I opened up the back of this pedal, desoldered the chip and it, it was a fucking nightmare to desolder. I didn't know how to do it. Anyway, finally got this thing out, soldered in the new one, didn't work. I was like, you prick. I just, instead of saving at least $80 on something, I ended up just wasting it. And I was fucking so angry. I lost a couple of the screws and I thought maybe I could buy a replacement board or something and put it in there or fix it or something. Anyway, whatever. Just chucked it in the cupboard. Four years later, did this pedal mod last week of another boss pedal I've got. It worked. All went good. But on the instructions, it said this one vital thing. If you disconnect the boards on these pedals from the chassis, it disconnects the ground, which means your pedal won't work until you re-put it back together. And I put this other pedal back together, but I hadn't put in one of the screws, and I noticed that that screw connected the chassis to the board, like the ground of the board to the chassis. And I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding. So I screwed this thing in plugged it in and it worked. <laughs> so it's been sitting in my cupboard working for four years, <laughs> just collecting dust and I never knew. So pretty hilarious. So you're going to charge me $2 for that piece of advice? I don't, th- I don't necessarily think I am, but I just think for guys out there who were a bit like me um, and Owen at the moment is looking at knocking together some DIY sort of pedal stuff. And I'm just like crapping onto him about, you know, resistors this and capacitors that and shit that I've sort of learnt over the years and it's sort of a bit of information overload. I think sometimes you just need to see someone doing something and maybe, you know, fill in the technical info gap down the track. Mm -hmm. So I thought even just for him, I could just make a video, put it out there publicly, me desoldering a couple of resistors and a chip and putting a pedal back together and having it work. So that could help my friend out, but probably help a oh, fucking whole lot of other people. That yep. And you don't have to have that same conversation with someone else if they're having the same problem. If, if you ever got asked that again, you say, well, actually, I did a video about that. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. So just shit like that, that I think uh, is pretty useful and not too much sweat off my nose mm-hmm. to do. If I can figure out a, a little quick video rig yep. that's half decent, which I think I've got the gear to do. So... Yeah, and then I've seen your little intro video, right, to a lecture series or something you're doing? Yeah, so I think, yeah, I spoke about online courses here a bit before. So I was just, I don't know, looking for a different way of doing that because I don't really want to do YouTube myself for me. don't think it would really work so well. Um, yeah, there's a lot of information that I would, I've already got available that I want to share through that, um, yeah, when I, so when people subscribe to the Bantools Patreon, they get to log into um, this portal that gives them all the folders and templates and stuff that I've created over the years. So if I can turn them into like just another format, I guess, a course where like 
by the end of doing 10 courses, you're equipped with everything to book your own tour. But we're not going to try and cram every single thing into one course. Like there'd be like visas you mentioned, there'll be a whole course just on how to do a visa application or a whole course on how to do a grant funding application, stuff like that. So yeah, the first one would just be like, are you ready to go on a tour sort of thing? And people might just, it'd be free. People might get a few questions asked to them and they'll go, hmm, maybe I'm not fucking ready for that. I've got to do a few other things first. Um, so then they wouldn't waste their money on the other remaining courses in the series. Um, yeah, I don't know what people are willing to pay for that sort of thing, if mm. anything. I've never signed up to a course before. I know you have, but I don't know. Like, I know business ones and stuff, they'll charge like 500 bucks a course sometimes, Ridiculous. which is just out of control. So I'd rather keep them smaller with just like very specific information and probably like step-by-step -step instructions on how to do certain things. Mm. Um, yeah, like a full uh, undressed version of what I literally have done in my own life. And um, they can read my emails or they can read exact things that I've done or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, man, it's kind of like that. What we were, yeah, I guess talking about earlier is just that, yeah, these people f barely know how to fucking put up a lineup together or where to find backline hire, let alone what do you hire for backline, like just to get a gig running in their hometown. Mm -hmm. And so I've seen that many people come up to you, especially, but have also come up to me and also walked tour, up to us yeah, and said, how, how did you get to go to this country on tour? And, you know, what did you get signed or something or, or how did it happen? And so, I know, you know, Cab herself booked it uh, for us. And then they'll be like, but how? Like, where the fuck do you start? And so, man, if you could put something like that out there, I think it's, yeah, it probably is worth, you know, quite a high money ticket. But if you're giving it out for not a hell of a lot, like the courses I've bought, I've bought maybe like three courses. And similar sort of thing like we're talking about, like I only really want them for just one little snippet of info. Or like I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of people do a certain thing and I've just got a question I'd really like to ask about that one thing. Yep. But you don't really... You want to pay for a whole full course just for one little thing. True, 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 true. That is true. But I don't really want to ask that person and say, <laughs> hey, I know you're giving away all this content for free, but can you please yeah, right. provide me consultation on like, clarifying these things? So if something's there for 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that, and I can see it's going to answer my query, plus it might just give me some different perspectives on some things, yep. then I've gone and bought them. Cool. I guess, yeah, and people are on different levels. So I'm just thinking, like, it, to start from the very beginning, like, how to actually get the right band members or, you know, you should be playing a local gig before or doing a tour or something. If people haven't done that stuff, they can start from the beginning. But if people, like, you know, they know how to, or they've already got money or they know how to get a visa or whatever, but they don't know how to actually, what town to begin with, then they could just skip straight to, like, a course about how to build an itinerary for example, or, you know, how to send an email to a venue or some shit. Um, yeah, and then they don't have to pay for a full course. They can just pay or whatever for the, um, the small segment of bit of information that mm. they actually want. Um, yeah, because the other side of it too is, you know how you might listen to a band on Spotify a million times and, yeah, they're getting 
a little tiny royalty every time you do, and that's great. And I am pro Spotify and all that shit, right? But it's nice sometimes to buy a shirt off them and out of support. It's like you could have bought a shirt for eight bucks from Kmart, but you spend 20 on a band shirt, not only to look cool, but to support the band. And that's also how I see those courses. Mm-hmm. Like the, I've bought, let's say, I think I've bought only three courses, right, before. A total of about 60 bucks all up. But from the people I bought the courses, I've watched maybe 20, 30 hours of YouTube tutorials and fucking gone to their website and just, you know, taken all this free information that they've just decided to do. And it's not easy. Like they're using, you know, in the case of studio stuff, they're using their own studio time, probably outside of their normal operating hours. And it's taking them fucking heaps of time to actually make this shit. Sometimes they've got assistants there and they, you know that they're billing, the assistants are billing for their time as well, probably. So, you know, what's 20 bucks? Yep. I think it's basically to cover the running cost of all the shit they've ever made. Yeah, yeah, that's it to make it worthwhile doing it. And maybe, you know, the long game for them is just more advertising their services rather than yeah. trying to make a ton of money just off a course, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. There's definitely people out there that would have the same outlook as you and be happy to do that. Um, I think it's cool from yeah, the other end, like they've spent ages of time on putting this thing together, but once it's done, it's sort of done. So they can just chuck that online and still be getting people paying 20 bucks for it or whatever five years down the track. Yeah. And a bit like music as well with Spotify. Like we're, we're sort of at the end of our promotion cycle or whatever of the latest album. But even just the other day, like to look at the last few months worth of um, streaming money and we've got 200 bucks sitting there that we can just withdraw. Oh, where did you, so where did you find that info? So that's in DistroKid. So they do all the, um. Spotify and Apple Music and Google Play and everything. So just go to your account in there and it shows you the report of all the earnings that you've made. And we're not even promoting it anymore. We don't have to do any more work, but it's already there. And we just get this money. So those APRA checks that we get. That's separate. That's separate. But does that include any streaming or is that radio streaming? I don't know exactly how it works. I want to figure that out, but I think... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's more radio or plot, plot, your um, yeah. performance returns. So, if we play a gig at Amplifier Bar, yeah, yeah, we would get a certain number of cents per songs that we play. That makes sense because I, I thought that was just a figure of what APRA has like got for us over the yeah, last whatever. No, and I'm like, well, no. that's interesting because that's your your point five of a cent yeah, per stream. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So you get oh, wow. you know get paid fuck well per stream. Yeah, but. Now that our phase is done, we're not selling any copies of our CD anymore, mm. but we're still getting money mm. from streaming because it's still wow. there. Yeah. Cool, man. That's very interesting. And the same might happen next year as well. People will still will listen to it from time to time. So, yeah. yeah, whilst we're not doing any more work, we did it originally and we're still getting money for it. Mm. Kind of cool. Yeah, don't don't know if this, um, this podge we did last week will ever fucking see the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my album of the week... On that episode was Convulsing, this band mm. from Melbourne that I listened to pretty heavily for the last fortnight or so. Uh, Mikkel, Michael from the band Vulcanrag that we played with in Poland. He they actually, have a new album coming out. Yeah, they do, which I've heard, interestingly enough. Um, it's pretty good. The Yeah, he was saying, oh, you're from Australia. Do you know this band Convulsing? I said, no, never heard of it. Fucking cool name. <laughs> 
he showed it to us on the last day in Erford or wherever the hell we were. Pretty interesting. Listened to it a little bit. And then one day I just decided, fuck it, I'm going to buy this. So giving it away for free yep. on Bandcamp. And I paid 10 bucks for it. You know, what would you like to give? I was like, yep. this is a pretty sick little album. Awesome. Yeah, got hold of it and then started telling everyone I knew to also go and just give a couple of bucks and get hold of this thing because I think it's pretty pretty awesome. Kind of like um, pretty bloodbathy, but super sludgy as well. I'm not really sure what sort of music it is actually. Death metal of some sort. But yeah, man, it's fucking totally sweet and this guy's made it in his uh, bedroom in his share house apartment. I think he's in some other band that tours internationally or whatever. And this is just his little project. And yeah, I think that stuff's really cool. N- not on streaming though is my long-winded way of getting to that. So yep. I felt, yeah, I'll buy it and then I can add it to my sort of playlist on my actual phone mm-hmm. to check it out. But yeah, you think like, I wonder, I wonder if it's better f- for him or if he even gives a shit about maybe putting it on Spotify or something. Pretty cool if he just gets 10 bucks out of nowhere <clears throat> from you. Yeah. Um, you know, and if it's free, I guess it might attract a few more people to check it out. And then you, know, you someone like you who comes along, pays for it, and then tells everyone on your podcast, mm. like I might go and check it out now. And even if I pay like $1, it's more than he probably would have got if I'd gone and streamed it on Spotify or whatever. It's just a bit more inconvenient for people to download yeah. stuff and listen to it. Yep. But yeah, there are a bunch of people who do it and yeah, my band camp login is like slowly filling with totally random weird stuff and it is because, you know, those things aren't on Spotify or whatever. Yep. So yeah. Even um, I was talking about those two older Moon Sorrow albums aren't on Spotify and it's real annoying, but it I've is. got the CDs of them from ages ago, but I paid 20 bucks for them or whatever in Europe once when I bought them. I still listen to them now and they don't get any money from me anymore because it, mm. it's already purchased. They probably didn't get any money from you in the first place unless they were indie at that point. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. don't know what they would have got. Yeah. Um, I bought a Moonsorrow vinyl the other day, actually. Online? Yeah. Obviously. 50 big Which ones? ones? The Haverty one. Sick. The best one. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's two vinyls. Oh. So... <laughs> Got to switch over halfway between song one and halfway between song two. So one vinyl back and front per song. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's hilarious. Pretty cool. Awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, slowly I've got a, a Tim got hold of an amp and a preamp. So preamp, power amp for a hi-fi system off someone for free off mm-hmm. stereo net forum or something. Yeah. And yeah, he said, here, have this just have to get it serviced and it'll work so slowly getting my shit together to yep. get that vinyl um playable again mm-hmm. so yeah it's kind of whatever sick um but yeah a lot of things on the burn for me man i've been through some ebay selling in the last couple of weeks uh sold six things uh, a couple of mics a few pedals and yeah, it's all designed to pay for other things. So I had an amp on the blink that needed repairing. So what did I get rid of? Some shit in order to do that. I had two tuner pedals and I hate tuner pedals when I'm doing recording. So sold both of them and bought a clip, a really good clip. 
pedal. Uh, tune, fuck, what are we talking about? Tuner. The TC Electronic Polytune, which is I had in pedal form, but now I've got it in clip form. It's pretty awesome. Uh, sold a pair of mics to pay for the repairs of another pair of mics. Um, so that worked out well. And fucking, I can't remember what the rest. Did. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bought a new speaker for my cab and sold the speaker that I took out of my cab to pay for it. So yeah, that's sick. it's mean, all worked pretty awesome. Yeah. There's things you want in music and you don't have to fork into your own money to mm. pay for it. Just sell something else that you don't use anymore. Yeah, yeah. Pretty so that's sick. Pretty cool. Also found there's a um, there's a free Sansamp plugin that comes with Pro Tools. Has done for years, right? So I've had the plugin since like 2006 or something. But I've bought a Sansamp pedal since then. And I'll be honest, I finally cracked the code of getting the plugin to sound as good, if not better than the pedal. Is there a video online to explain how to do it? There will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's another thing I'm selling is this pedal because way more convenient for me to just DI a bass and use that. So yeah, pretty much like gone through this whole thing of trying to mic everything up and do all this stuff. And turns out that I'm an apartment recording dude and everything is silent. So I've sort of come full circle back to yeah, using an amp with the load box and those impulse responses. Um, and yeah, just have to go elsewhere if I want to do drums. Never going to happen in my mm. house. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. For this, for your little thing and also your project, <laughs> um, I think definitely we should try it out in this room. Yeah. But yeah, as much as I want to go down my organic drum sort of thing, I think the room in here might be pretty yeah, yeah. missed, so we might have to resort to some samples of shit. Yeah. But we'll fucking see. Whatever. Probably leads to my albums of the week. I found a few, a tone that I really liked or something that could Sick. potentially be a reference album. I know you've mentioned yep. something anyway, but most bizarre shit ever. What is it? I don't think you'd ever guess it, but <clears throat> I'm not saying the music's good, but I like the um, production. Here we go. Skin Lab, disembody the new flesh. <laughs> I never would have guessed that. I never would have guessed that. <laughs> don't know how the fuck I even stumbled across that. Spotify, I guess. I was listening to a bit of that lately. It's pretty cool. So, uh, sorry, what's that album called? Disembody the new Is flesh. Is that the or one? Like that. No more shedding skin. Yeah, that's on there. One of the slower ones on the album. It's pretty funny. Like I don't know. It reminds me of sort of early Machine Head a bit. Yeah, it does. Like it's sort of halfway between Machine Heady, like. Um, more things change thrash with like fucking Slipknot or something. <clears throat> so pretty shit songs really, but I don't know, cool guitar tone stuff I reckon. You mean the overall vibe or just the tone? I quite like just the vibe of it, I guess. I don't know. Disembodied. sepulturary, rootsy. That's fucking hilarious, Gabba. I love it. Second but it might just sound good because I was listening to Regurgitate a unit for days in the lead up. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounded really heavy. Oh, Wow. <laughs> So that was my other album of the week. And my other album of the week is, so this is like three completely fucking different albums. Obviously, yeah. I just mentioned Unit, um, is the latest Mournful Congregation. Latest? Called um, The Something of Karma, Incubus of Karma or some shit like that. Shit, I don't know if I've listened to that. Pretty good, man. Wow. Doomy bit more, is all Doomy fuck. is all fuck, however, a bit more melodic than their previous stuff, I reckon. Um, more melodic. Wow. Well, I don't know. I guess I haven't listened to them for a while, but don't know. But you you listen to a band like that, and there's there's so many of that like doom sort of style bands at the moment. Yeah. 
then you listen to a band like Mournful Congregation and you're like, ah, oh, that's what they're all trying to do. Yeah, they're the fucking kings, man. Yeah. Incubus or Karma. Yeah, I don't think I've heard this. Mm. 2018, definitely haven't heard it. Yep. No shit. Thank you, Cabba. Mm, it's good. I did not even know. So did you know that was coming out or? I saw it somewhere. Fuck Ooh. knows where, either Facebook or, um, oh no, I think it was in my, um, my release radar on Spotify. Beauty. Uh, I mentioned convulsing once again. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Really dig it. Uh, the other thing I did listen to a few times was Hammerheart by Bathory. Oh, wow. Because the guy from Dirac C was wearing a Hammerheart yeah, shirt yeah. and I thought, <laughs> I haven't listened to that in ages. So, yeah, that was cool. Amazing what influence wearing a shirt on stage has. Amazing, hey. And it's a, I loved the album cover. It's pretty awesome. Can't wait to wear my Point Breakdown shirt at um, the first pornography next week. That's yeah. next week? Mm. Wow. Cool. No, no what I'm doing next week. <laughs> so this, speaking of doom, don't know if anyone will fucking want to kill me for this or not, <laughs> but I have been listening to Sun O this week. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> the album Void OO. And... Would you call that doom? What the fuck is it? Don't know. Drone maybe. Yeah. I don't fucking know what it is. Noise. Dream. Yeah. But that, that band, I never, I sort of listened to or tried to listen to them a few times in the past, never really got into it. But for some reason, that was on my radar this week. And yeah, that's, I think that's their first album. And it's just guitar, just drone riffs, no drums, no vocals. What the hell? For like 10, 15 minute songs kind of thing. And yeah, I started listening to it and I was like, this is pretty interesting. And now I've listened to it maybe like five times this week. Wow. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't it's really. It's just one guy playing guitar, recording it. I think it's two guitarists. I don't know who's on this album or what. There might yep. even be a, I don't know if they play bass on it. I don't know what's going on there, to be honest. It sounds like bass, but it could be a real low tune guitar. But yeah, it's just really repetitive, slow riffs that if you did put drums along to it, it would just sound like the slowest doom ever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just interesting. And another thing with that is when we were in Melbourne staying with Cam from King in his little tech room, which was the fucking coolest room I've ever seen, <laughs> on the wall he had like an A2 or A3, must be A2, big massive stage plot for Sun-O. And it's trippy. You can you can Google search this. It's fucking awesome. Just look up like Sun O input list or Sun Sun O stage plot, and it's like Attila from Mayhem in the middle, just with the one microphone sorted. Uh, behind him, there is it's a bass rig, but it's actually for the keyboards, uh, and it says DI, so that he DIs his keyboards. But just for the onstage sound, he's got four full Ampeg bridge stacks with uh, vintage SVTs, which is fucking hilarious. So how the fuck do they even then, get that? Stage left, the, the guitarists have mirrored setups, so stage left and stage right are the same. But it's like one guitarist has... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't look at that one. Look at All that right. Yeah, that. Just dead air as we look on Google. Yeah, yeah. So the stage left, he's got six Marshall cabs, quad boxes, and an 810 Ampeg cab. 
all of which have um, those Model T Sun amps. So they've got like, you know, fucking however many tens of thousands of dollars worth of vintage gear on stage. So are they bringing that or are they asking for that? I don't know, but it's funny. They must be bringing the Sun amps with them. Or, but you um, can endorsed. Yeah, well, Sun doesn't really exist as a company anymore, so it's they must bring all that shit. But that is so insane. And yeah, they've got some info and shit, but mm-hmm. at the top, I don't know of this one, but of another one, they say something like maximum, maximum results through maximum volume or some something like that. Like, wow. So I think it would just be like a real crazy sort of sensory experience watching yeah. that band. Jesus. Don't know if that really cumes across on album, but yeah. rant over. They've been over here at least once, probably more times. Maybe, yeah. I think they might have played Duck Mofo a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, probably. They, were on, they did that tour with Boris. Oh, really? Um, fucking, like, ages ago. Huh. was never interested. Drone is something that I've never understood at all, yeah. or whatever it even is. But, yeah, I might appreciate it more these days. Yeah, maybe. Mm. I found myself just listening to it while I was doing stuff mm-hmm. and on headphones and cranked and... <laughs> kind of it's not really that distracting and also walking around walking to work and stuff it's pretty cool mm-hmm. and so that's me and my brain the end yeah I think so half an hour in God's whack a song in it and also place a song something by Skin Lab please <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I think there's a song called Accelerate or Excruciate or something it's pretty cool I'll have a look at it yeah, Either cool. way, switch off now and we're going to play some Skin Lab. Yeah.